It's time for the SPN Bushy Show. Here's your host, SPN Bushy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the SPM Bushy Show. Back with you after a fun, exciting weekend of NFL action. College football going on for two weeks now, and we're excited to get to talk about it once again. We are two lifelong friends who started a podcast together. I'm SP Bushy. How you feeling? I am doing well. Uh, obviously, if people follow me on uh, Twitter, uh, obviously I went to a college football game on Saturday, so I was. Very excited to do that. Uh, yeah, kind of doing some vlogs, and I'll, I'm probably going to be doing that uh, for for the time being. Maybe when I go to the, uh, I'm going to go to the Bronco game in a couple of weeks. I'll probably do that, and then uh, you and I were talking about it. We're probably planning on, I'm probably planning on going down to Pueblo, and yeah, probably uh, probably kick it up with you and actually attend a, a Division two football game too. That would be a lot of fun. We'd love mm-hmm. to have you down. We uh, you can get uh, video footage of me tailgating for the first time at a CSU Pueblo football game. And since I never got to, since I was always working them. So that'll be exciting as well. I am down. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I've, you know, it was fun, like just tailgating and stuff. I mean, free food. I mean, it's just, you know, had a little bit of booze, but really, I mean, that that was probably one of the, uh, I mean, really, I mean, it's just, but I I paced myself a little bit. Really, all I had was really kind of like one beer and that was it. But then I drank like a ton of water because it was really was hot. And it was just, and it was funny. I saw two people at least pass out at the ticket line for dehydration. Oh, wow. um, there was a guy literally a row on top of me and then like a couple of seats, you know, uh, away from me. Like literally, like he was so dehydrated, like he was throwing up. Like it was, it was crazy. It's great to have fans back in the stands, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about them throwing up, making me miss it. But in any event, um it, it was a heck of a game you went to, too, getting to see the uh, A&M Colorado game. It was. I mean, it really was kind of a boring game, really. I mean, it was, you know, your quote-unquote defensive slugfest. But really, I mean, it's just really two offenses really couldn't do anything except for, like, a drive here. And then really the fourth quarter, like, the fourth quarter, like, Texas A&M offense really started figuring out. And as the te- as the Colorado defense really started getting tired, and then you could kind of see it. Like, you could kind of see the inevitable happen. And, then, and it's just really – I think Texas A&M should thank their lucky stars because really if Colorado had anything resembling an offense, I mean, it, it really, I mean, CU could have dominated that game if it really. Yeah. I mean, obviously the theory of uh, A&M being able to go and threaten uh, Alabama does not look like a realistic alternative. I, I went out of that game seriously thinking, I'm like, really, if Georgia doesn't pull this out against Alabama, Alabama is just going to go right to the national title game. That's yeah. the way I personally felt like, like, I just, I just came out of that game. I'm like, A&M's going to get thrashed really against Texas A&M or, or against Alabama. Like that, that's, it's really the only takeaway that came from that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, it did come down to the wire once again, though. That's all you can ask is for, for there still be for there still to be a reason for you to care in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, that's that's all I really I really did. That's all I really cared about was, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's funny because I thought the complete I was talking with, you know, people that attended as the game. I was like, you know, I think if CU really kept it close and, you know, kind of did some stuff, I feel like the altitude really could have affected Texas A&M when, when in reality, I think the opposite happened. I think the altitude really affected Colorado more than Texas A&M sense. Like, you know, Colorado really got tired at the end compared to Texas A&M. Hmm. That is definitely what you wouldn't expect in that contest. I mean, nevertheless, I mean, it was surprising, I think, for a lot of people that the Buffs kept it so close. It was surprising. Yeah. I mean, it's just I really, I mean, it's just it really, I, I, I think people that came out of that game, you know, it's just kind of hearing from, you know, the fans walking. There's just really they were upset, really, because they had a chance to win that game. It wasn't like it wasn't like a 20. It wasn't like a 28, you know, 21 game where they kind of scored two. Oh, by the way, touchdowns at the end to kind of make the score close. I mean, CU was in that game. Uh, really, Colorado was in that game for most of the most of the period. And then really, I mean, our, our theory about kicking field goals, man, you know, you got to kick a field goal in that situation, man. They went for no, a fourth down for and it. didn't get it. You got to you kick a field goal, man. Given you that situation, it would have been 10, 10. We would have had overtime. It would have been overtime against Texas A&M really anything could happen in overtime. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess with the way those two offenses were playing, I mean, the 25 yards even seemed like a mile in overtime. Yeah, yeah. It would it would have been insurmountable with some of those yards. <laughs> yeah. But it turned into a battle of the kickers real quick. Yes, and that's what I want. I want battle of kickers. <laughs> <laughs> now, in any event, that one definitely, I think you, I agree, would have taken the – take the points there to tie it up and send it into overtime. But most of the time I think go for the win that time. I mean, you haven't moved the ball much, get the tie. Your offense has not been good. Get the tie. Yes. Get the tie, kick the field goal, take points. You wouldn't have been up 10, nothing at that point, you know, and the offense, you probably would have gained a little momentum with that offense. I mean, really, I mean, that game, that game really kind of turned. If you really kind of look back at it, that game really turned in, uh, you know, at, after that fourth down stop. Absolutely, I agree. Now, obviously, uh, we talked about that kind of being a surprising outcome. That's going to be our big focus in this episode is going to be the surprises so far in the first few weeks of college football. And then obviously the surprises that happened last week in the NFL as well. Let's start with the college realm, Bushy. Who is surprising you? Surprising me right now, uh, it has to be the University of Iowa. I mean, really, I mean, they've, they've probably been, other than Alabama, I think they've really been probably my two most other than Alabama and Georgia they've probably been my most impressive college football team really so far this season has been uh University of Iowa uh really I mean two against two ranked opponents in Indiana and uh Iowa State really and they really kind of they really kind of demolished them I guess in kind of a way I mean I know the score doesn't really kind of indicate it especially with the Iowa State game but really they had that game handling the defense is flying I mean really they're playing good Kirk Ferentz football right now just you know running the ball you know and playing defense right now and forcing turnovers right now and it's showing off right now so I mean Iowa could be a force coming in the Big Ten I mean it's certainly good that was obviously a huge win against Iowa State uh last week uh i mean they they were a team that we thought was gonna be you know definitely a bowl team i think preseason but i don't think any of us expected them to be uh out and out the favorite to represent the big 10 west so far this year and they look like they might just march through all of the rest of that division yeah the the west could be you know an easily division for them to win i mean really i mean it's just 
I mean, if they can maybe get past Wisconsin a little bit and yeah, I mean, really and Wisconsin really hasn't been looking impressive either. So I, so it kind of looks smooth sailing for, uh, for Iowa right now. I mean, my, my biggest surprise has got to be, I mean, the university of Arkansas, it's gotta be the hogs, man. They are out there and they uh, beat Texas. They've really put together a strong two and O as well. They, they were a team that I didn't think had any chance to get ranked this season. And here they are, 2-0, ranked 20th in the country. I thought they were going to be the doormat of that division of the SEC. And here they are beating Texas by almost 20 points. And then also, I mean, the win over Rice is a win over Rice. But they're a team that, I mean, obviously they have a tough schedule. But they're a team that's looked good so far. Yeah, they have looked so far. They have looked really good so far. And really, that, that Texas game was a very impressive victory. I mean, really, they dominated that game. They really dominated Texas. And, you know, I mean, Texas is not back yet. I mean, you know, Sarkeesian, I mean, it just feels like a new coach, just same old Texas. It really just feels that way in the in 2010s. It's just you get a new coach in, you feel like it's going to change the tour. No, it just feels like the same old Texas program uh, that we've had the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, really, I mean, it's just that's the that's the way it feels that way uh, with them. And yeah, I mean, Arkansas has looked really good so far. I mean, they got they got some good core. Uh, yeah, they really have to go through the, the strength of the SEC schedule. But really, yeah, they've been probably the most impressive. Uh, I mean, you, you knew Alabama and you know Georgia were going to be very impressive, but yeah, they've been kind of this sleeper, really good uh, SEC team. I mean, they have obviously tough road coming out, uh, but maybe in two weeks they get the Texas sweep if they can beat AM at home. After that, then they go to Georgia, go to Old Miss. That's going to be obviously a tough road there. And then they end uh, with two of their last three at LSU and Alabama. So this might be the time of the year when we can get excited about Arkansas. But nevertheless, they also got fined 100000 for storming the field, which I don't think was right. But they were probably the SEC was probably scared that they were going to scare off Texas. What what a ridiculous fine, really, for storming the field. Come on, really, you're you're going to find kids for storming the field and having a good time. You know, they they beat a rain op- opponent. This is the first time really people have really cared about Arkansas football since probably Bobby Petrino was coach. Really, it's been a while for them, so it's exciting for that program to at least even have a few weeks to feel good about something. Yes, they, they've been looking good. I mean, as of uh, UCLA, I think UCLA, I mean, we didn't do a podcast. Uh, I mean, we did we did do a podcast last week, but really we talked more about the NFL and we really haven't had a, got a chance to really talk about UCLA. And I think UCLA has been really a surprise team for me with an impressive victory over, uh, uh, over LSU and stuff. I don't know why they dropped down from – I, 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 yeah, I mean, really, they, they've really looked impressive right now and they're kind of climbing up in the polls and they could have a shot really to – you know, make a make noise in the Pac-12 South, which really is, I feel like, is a wide open division right now. Honestly, it feels like the Pac-12 might be a lot stronger than we thought. I mean, you look at Oregon <clears throat> putting it on Ohio State last week, too. Yeah, and really, I mean, see you, you know, uh, keeping close with Texas A&M and then, yeah, you know, UCLA beating LSU and then, uh, and then yeah, and then Oregon beating Ohio State in Ohio State. I mean, yeah, the Pac-12 is looking very impressive so far this year and not the doormat conference that we kind of know and love. Really, with the minus succession to probably to Washington right now, which we're kind of shocked too. That's probably yeah, been – they've been awful, haven't they? They really have been awful. I mean, really, I mean, they could play defense, but they, they can't really do anything offense. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have to be one of the surprises on the negative side of things. I mean, 
I mean, it looks like the Pac-12 might have some of these teams that, I mean, obviously look really good at the top, but you got to look at how bad Washington looks. They will have the loss against Montana, and they look so bad that they vaulted Michigan back into the polls last week. <laughs> well, we'll see with Michigan. I'm, I'm really kind of curious. Uh, we'll see with Michigan. I'm a wait-and-see approach with Michigan right now, and, um, yeah, that, that's, that's been my thing. And yeah, I, we, I mean, we got, we got to talk too about USC. I mean, yeah, I mean, USC, I mean, they, they, they looked, they looked okay against San Jose state. I mean, really they kind of, yeah. I kind of watched most of that game. They kind of got better as the, you know, as the second half really progressed, but, but really, and then they really, they got the, their, their teeth kicked in against Stanford. I mean, really Stanford really dominated that game and really kept it bad. really, I mean, it was, it was a no contest. I was kind of shocked by that result. Like really, I mean, yeah. and, and then the, finally they pulled the trigger and finally fired Clay Helton. Absolutely. So the first coach already got his walking papers and that is Clay Helton. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I was, I was shocked, but not shocked. I really, right. I really, I, yeah, it was like one of those. I'm like, I'm not shocked by the firing because really his, his hot seat has been very, very hot for, I guess, two years now, but you know, I'm just, I'm just really shocked because they really didn't kind of let it play out. Now I'm hearing all these coaching rumors. Who's this guy going to go to? Who's this guy going to go to? Uh, I really am kind of curious uh, who's going to be the next coach for uh, USC football. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see which direction they go. Obviously uh, it's kind of weird because it seems like that's been the mentality of USC. It feels like they fired Ed Ogeron really early in the season. It feels like they fired Lane Kiffin early in the season. It's like they give you uh, the start of the season, but then as soon as you mess up, you're out. Yeah. And really, I mean, that was, that was a shocking defeat because Stanford really looked bad against uh, Kansas state the week before. So, you know, you thought, Oh, this was, this was a good opponent for USC to kind of get their teeth wet. And really they came in and laid an egg at home really. And yeah, they, they really needed a coaching change. They did. And now obviously I think it's worth mentioning too, uh, that BYU beating Utah, BYU looking really impressive in that game as well. Yes, BYU beating Utah. That was a really good game. Uh, I watched most of that game, of course, because it was on at eight o'clock at night. And I, I watched them pack 12 after dark games a lot. And those are that was a fun game. I mean, really, I mean, and, and it was cool to see. And yeah, and just like people were excited. And it was the first time BYU has beaten Utah uh, since 2009. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's very cool to see. Now let's look at some of these other schools that also are looking real, like either a surprise team for being very good and a surprise for being very bad. And for me, it's surprising how bad a lot of these ACC teams have looked so far this year. Yeah. ACC teams have not looked good. I mean, really the most impressive probably ACC team that we've, that we probably aren't talking about right now is Virginia tech. I mean, Virginia Absolutely. tech really had a, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, they, they kind of, they pulled it out against, you know, North Carolina, but they really didn't look oppressive in that game. And then, uh, and then yeah, you had Virginia beating impressive. What? The defense looked impressive. The defense did look impressive. And then, yeah, our darling North Carolina really, I mean, they laid an egg against, uh, you know, Virginia tech, but then they came back and had a good, had a good game, uh, the following week. I mean, so hopefully all's well with there. And then, yeah, Clemson really, they couldn't do anything against Georgia that first week. Right. I mean, really, I mean, they really couldn't move the ball at all. And just, you know, whenever they couldn't move the ball, they, they would get a turnover here, a penalty here, really. And they were kind of shooting themselves in the foot as well. So the ACC really has not looked well uh, so far this year. 
And I think you're ignoring like pretty much the team that I think's looked the worst so far. And I think there's two of them. And that is for me, the Miami hurricanes, they get absolutely thrashed by Alabama thrashed. And then they show up the next week and barely eke one out against Appalachian state. I mean, they've looked awful so far. Then you have Florida state, their rivals, that's 0-2. They take Notre Dame to the limit and then get beat by Jacksonville State the next week. Yeah, they never happened. Yeah, they were they got were yeah, were really they were kind of getting dominated by Notre Dame, but they make this nice little comeback and and they kind of look good. And then yeah, you thought, oh, Florida State, you know, maybe is on that brink. But yeah, then they go and lay this complete egg or give up really a Hail Mary touchdown to Jacksonville State. I mean, really, I mean, that's that's probably been really the shocking thing too. It's just like, cause you, you kind of thought Mike Norville was a good coach with Memphis, you know, he helped Paxton Lynch get a, you know, be a first, first round draft pick really. I mean, and really kind of built this uh, Memphis Don't remind team. me of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got to remind you just a little bit, but yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm going to hang a Paxton Lynch dartboard in my office. <laughs> I, I feel like I should do that too. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of these things and it's just, it really, they, they've been really one of these teams where you thought, Oh, they're going to kind of maybe be a little bit better, but no, they really kind of laid an egg on some of these things too. And it's just like, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, really a bad defense. You kind of ice your own kicker. Uh, you kind of ice Vic your own Fangio kicker. With the Notre Dame. I know. Yeah. Pulling the Vic Fangio special right now. So, I mean, it's just, um, but yeah, really Flor- the ACC has not looked good. They've actually looked like the worst conference so far. And like NC State got shellacked too. I mean, really, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, really their only bright spots right now are probably Virginia and Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia beat Illinois. I mean, yeah, Illinois is Illinois. You know, we, right. we, we were joking. We were joking that week zero thing. But yeah, Illinois is Illinois. But they looked impressive. And then obviously yeah. Virginia Tech has probably been, they've probably been looking like the most impressive ACC team so far. Let's not let's not forget about Pitt too. Pitt got a big win this last week against Tennessee. They're a two and zero. I think Pitt's the only team from the ACC, and I may correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the only team from the ACC that has actually been able to beat an SEC team. Yeah, that, that's been that's been the case too. Yeah, and hey, I, I got to give you credit, man. You did choose Pitt. It's probably having a good year too. So yeah. I got to give you credit it's to kind that. Kind of my so. dark horse. They're kind of your Dockers and they're looking strong right now. I mean, it's just in Tennessee's Tennessee again. I mean, it, it, it feels like it's Texas, you know, new coach, same old balls, you know, it just, it just feels like that. They're the Texas of the SEC. Well, I guess I can't really say that now since Texas <laughs> is going to be in the SEC now. So you can say it for a couple more years, right? I can say it for a couple more years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's, it's something that's worth looking at as a surprise just in general is that these programs like Texas, like Nebraska, like Tennessee, like Florida State, um, all of these programs that were perennial powerhouses when we were growing up that just now are just these awful programs that just no matter which coach they bring in can't get anything going more than like an eight and four season at best. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we got to I mean, we got to put in. Um, geez, I. I'm trying to think too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we got to put Michigan in that world too. I mean, Michigan's kind of in that world now too, where we thought, man, they were, they were one of the dominant programs when you and I were growing up and, you know, Michigan was routinely like top 15, you know, top 10, top five, depending on the year. And yeah, they really have not looked swell. And I mean, Nebraska, I mean, against Fordham and Buffalo, they looked okay. I mean, really, 
they're yeah, probably going to get shellacked by Oklahoma. They're probably going to get shellacked by Oklahoma this week. And then they have Michigan State. Who Michigan State's actually looked very impressive their past couple of games as well. So, uh, and yeah. And then, you know, and we kind of predicted it. I mean, Nebraska may not win. A, so they got really their, their one pick is probably going to be probably against Northwestern, really. Yeah. The one I mean, chance. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Michigan State, I mean, versus Miami this week is going to be an interesting one to see because i mean i think miami has looked awful so it's gonna be interesting to see if they look <clears throat> are able to write the ship against the michigan state team that has actually been pretty impressive so far this year yeah i do have to apply my uh miami you know as far as with like the schedule at least they're not playing like cream puffs or something like that they're actually playing like i know they're playing alabama but then they played appalachian state a good like non-power five conference team and then yeah and then playing against michigan state i mean they're actually going out and actually playing these teams unlike some of the unlike you know unlike you know alabama who plays like one good school but then they play like all these crappy other schools you know well i mean they beat the crap out of the one good school they played so i mean at the end of right. the day, they proved what they needed to prove but nevertheless <laughs> yeah. i mean i think it's gonna be i mean it feels like we've just had really good marquee matchups whoever like the scheduling for throughout the college football season so far has been really good because usually like you just have some of these throwaway weeks where there's not really any good games but i mean look at this week coming up we get michigan state miami i'm intrigued by that i think michigan state should be the one that's ranked they're not obviously you get alabama florida already this week that's gonna be exciting like whoever did the scheduling this year has just really put together a lot of exciting games early on. Auburn Penn State's going to be fantastic. I mean, or at least intriguing. And then you got Arizona State BYU. There's there's like at least games spread out throughout the day where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch that. Ooh. I want to see that. Who's who's going to win that? You know. Ooh, and we're getting Alabama Florida too. Ooh. Yeah, I said that. Ooh, baby. Ooh, ooh. Even I'm, Minnesota, I'm, I, Colorado. I'm like, all right, I'm on board for that. Yeah, I'm on board for that. I mean, I'm getting some of these exciting, like, non conference games. Like, even Mississippi State, Memphis could be interesting. I'm, I, sign me up for more exciting non conference games. Oh, yeah. You get, season games. Did you mention uh, Fresno State, UCLA? I mean, Fresno State's oh, looking. Yeah, for you got Fresno State, UCLA, too, you know, at night. And then you have BYU, Arizona State. And then Virginia that gets happens. UNC. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be really good as well. And, yeah, I mean, if Tulane keeps playing like they, they played against uh, Oklahoma, I mean, Tulane, Ole Miss could be a really good game, too. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any mm -hmm. other surprises that you wanted to chat about on the college football side? Uh, not really. Uh, All right. Yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this week. I, I really haven't looked at the schedule, but I'm very, very excited for this, you know, this week three slate of games, really. It's going to be fun. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's been <clears> fun. <throat> I feel like there's week games to care about each and every week, and that's been awesome so far. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, Marquis is probably going to be Alabama, Florida, but I mean, that that Auburn Penn State game could be really good as well. And then, yeah, I'm going to really pay attention to probably BYU, Arizona State, too. That's going to be a good game as well. State, Miami, I like it all. Yeah, Michigan State, Miami. I mean, I feel like you're getting a, a nice little, nice little, you know, cream down. I mean, it's like you get good games at the beginning, you know, in the morning, then you get a good games in that afternoon, and then good games at that five o'clock, six thirty start, and then that, you know, kind of that Pac-12 after dark or Mountain West after dark games. You're, I feel like you're getting a good slate. You know, I feel like it's a really good slate, and you're getting it from top to bottom. It's not like you have a good game. You know, you have a couple of good games at eleven, and then really not so, and then a couple of good games at 130 and then nothing really as far as like with like prime time and then really nothing as far as with pack 12 after dark so 
I'm yeah, very, very excited for it. It's going to be awesome. Now let's talk about those, the NFL week one, because man, there were a lot of surprises mm-hmm. there. Yes. A lot of surprises. I mean, obviously um, uh, the, uh, the big one, really, I mean, we got to talk about really is the Packers. I mean, they were probably, they're probably my least impressive team uh, of the, of the weekend, really. I mean, they were, they looked completely flat, really. I mean, the saints really punched them in the mouth and Aaron Rodgers looked like he did not want to be there. It really looks like, you know, that, that thing is really going to be an interesting kind of, kind of so proper really to kind of pay attention to uh this season they let Jameis winston throw for five touchdowns on him Jameis with five touchdowns five touchdowns and he barely and he threw under 150 yards like that's like that's impressive that is impressive (laughs) that is very 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 impressive and then, I mean, then you have Rodgers looking awful. They bring in Jordan Love during the game. Like, I mean, it's, do you think Rodgers is just intentionally taking at this point since they wouldn't trade him? I'm really kind of curious now. Like, you, you really got to, you really got to start fucking that in. I, I feel like, I feel like we won't have that uh, next week uh, because they do play the Lions. So I'm really, so you won't have that. But I, you know, I feel like too. We we started out with a really good game. On uh, Thursday night between the Cowboys and the Bucks, which that was a really good game, and then we ended on a Monday night with a really good game with the Raiders and the Ravens. I mean, the, the oh, you know we had yeah, I mean really, I mean they we had really good games, you know, as, as far as with that, and then yeah, I mean yeah, the, and then you know you had the soap operas with all that, and I'm I'm really kind of curious. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if Rodgers really is you know, trying to intentionally deliberately tanking. I really am. I, I mean, it, it, it could be just one of those, you know what? You had a bad, you had a bad week. Everybody has a bad week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. And then you also have to look at the surprise. I mean, I picked it right here on this show last week. I said that the Tennessee Titans were going to the Super Bowl, and uh, they get absolutely beat down by the Cardinals. Yeah, I other than probably the pack, it really, if it wasn't for the Packers laying an egg, I really do think the Tennessee Titans were probably everybody's probably disappointing teams list. I, I feel like they would have been on everybody's disappointing teams list if it wasn't for the Green Bay Packers. Really, they looked very, very flat. I mean, really, I mean, they could not block Chandler Jones to save his soul. I mean, right. really, I mean, he looked like a man possessed uh, last week and really they couldn't stop Kyler Murray at all. And really, I mean, it, that game really, that game really felt over in probably the second quarter, really. It did. And I mean, I think the Cardinals are going to be a very good team this season. So I think that that's obviously got to be factored into this, but it's like, they also forgot that they just need to hand it to Daryl Henry and just let him bulldoze people each play. Derrick Henry is usually because they Derek- fell behind so bad early. Derrick Henry is usually a, uh, you know, a, a guy who gets better as the season progresses, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think people, you know, forget, you know, I think people really forget about that. Which is uh, why I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. Cause they yeah, get which is why he picked, yeah, season. yeah. Cause he gets better at the end of the season. And really, I mean, this NFC, this AFC South division is really going to be probably oh. the worst division. I mean, it's probably going to be the worst division in, 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 mm. in the, you know, in all the NFL, in, in my opinion. Forget about the NFC East. 
Yeah. And, well, I mean, we should just break up. I mean, we should just break up the Houston Texans. I mean, really, they're 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 a top of, of the uh, AFC South right now. I mean, if the, yeah. if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs right now. I mean, as the AFC South, compre- you know, I mean, but <laughs> but that Urban that's Meyer made them look pretty good. Urban Meyer. My God, what a what a terrible what a terrible hire. I mean, I, I think that was a bad hire. It's I think I've been set on. I think I, and really you've seen like reports out, like he's not getting, you know, he's, he's not really, you know, really kind of gelling well with this team right now. Really. I mean, I mean, really. And it's just, it's really kind of, kind of crazy. I mean, I, I, I felt like it was a bad hire. I think I talked about it here on this show. I mean, just like what a bad hire it is. It's going to be a bad hire. And then everybody's really kind of, it's funny because everybody's kind of mentioned all these rumors now of him taking the USC job already. And it's just like, <laughs> it, 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 people are like half kidding, but it, it's like half serious too. I'm like, you could really do that. Like that would be, the, that would be the funniest thing ever. I'm just like, all right, right, I'm out. I'm out. Like I'm pulling a pr- Bobby Petrino. Let's not forget <laughs> that. I feel like Tyrod Taylor's also always kind of been underrated. Like he does. Okay. When he's given the opportunity, he's not horrible. Like he's, he's done decently when he, he has done decently and but, I, I mean like I, I don't think it's going to salvage the texans by any stretch of the imagination but like i mean he he did look decent last week he, he's a good guy he's a good player he's a good player uh but the i i still feel like the texans are going to be bad oh, when yeah, they actually put yeah, but yeah they're going to be horrible uh the jaguars might be worse the Jaguars just might be worse. I mean, which is what it, what was it last year? I mean, really, yeah, I mean, exactly. the Texans were the Texans were a horrible team. It was just the Jaguars were worse, and I feel like it's, it's just going to be the same old, same old. And there's another year. team that we got to talk about that looked really horrible, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. They made the Philadelphia Eagles look like a all star team. That really uh, i did not expect i wasn't really expecting much from the falcons but you were expecting maybe a little bit more with arthur smith you know coming in i mean he's the one that made ryan Tannehill and uh derrick henry look all world you know the past couple of years and yeah it, it or the the past few years and yeah i mean it's just really i mean the falcons i mean really i mean it was a case of oh, they were able to drive the ball the first half the, the first half of the game because it really i was watching red zone and it felt like you know, they were getting at the red zone most of the time and they just couldn't punch it in and they were kicking field goals. And then, and then really once the Eagles started scoring touchdowns, I mean, really it, it was just all over and stuff. And it, man, the Falcons are just, they look bad. They're going to they be looked, very bad too. <clears throat> I think so too. Yeah. I, I think I, did I have them under, I think I had them under. And then they get to go to Tampa Bay next week. Yeah. So that, that's going to be a bad own to start for that team. Oh yeah. That's gonna be a bloodbath. I got to also talk about it. I mean, you got to the Sam Darnold winning uh, the Sam Darnold bowl against the jets. <laughs> yeah. The Sam Darnold revenge game. I mean, yeah. people were really, you know, getting, getting high, you know, getting up for that one. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's necessarily a surprise to anyone, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, more of the same from the jets and it looks like, the Panthers are also going to be bad just because they barely beat the Jets. Yeah, I, I, really, the Panthers just, I mean, it, it, it really was just like a bad game all around. Really, they didn't show this game a lot on red zone, really. I mean, it's just, well, of course they not. showed, yeah, they showed it a couple of times. But yeah, they, they hardly showed this game. They hardly showed that. They hardly showed the Eagles Falcons, really, uh, after a while. 
Uh, they did. I mean, really, I mean, they, they didn't really didn't show a lot of Steelers bills too. I mean, that was, that was kind of the shocking thing. Yeah. I mean, you got to talk about that game though. I mean, uh, the Steelers able to come from behind and a lot of people had just forecasted that the Steelers team was done. And this is a team that rattled off 11 in a row to start the year last year. They still have Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, at the end of the day, mm. he's not as good as he was, but he's a guy who just knows how to win some football games. Yeah, stats-wise, he didn't really have a good game, but it really felt like a tale of two halves. I mean, really, yeah, I mean, the first half, Buffalo totally dominated that game, really. I mean, Buffalo really should have kind of put it away in the first half, but they couldn't, and they let the Steelers kind of hang in. And really, I mean, Steelers kind of took over in the second half, kind of figured things out with Buffalo. And then, yeah, that's when they were able to kind of dominate, dominate and they get it like a special teams touchdown off a block punt. And then, yeah, like Brothersburger just kind of dinking and dunking and then somehow throwing a jump ball and Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. somehow always coming down with it uh, play. I mean, that, that that's the Steelers' offense. It's just kind of dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk. And then, oh, I'll throw it over the top and have Chase Claypool make this miraculous catch. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's worked out for years. Why change it? It's worked out for years in the regular season, and it won't. It, I, I feel like this. I feel like it's going to be the same story like this year. They're going to have a nice hot streak. I, I don't feel like they're going to win like eleven straight and go like eleven and zero, but I feel like they're going to be like like a nine and one type of thing. And they really once injuries really start getting to them, then they start tailing off again. And then as the season progresses, Big Ben starts becoming like old Big Ben again. Well, he's old Big Ben now, but never like I mean, oh, it would be like oh, it'd be like second half Big Ben again, where it just he looks completely washed up, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, I think I'm excited. I mean, the AFC North looks like it's going to be a very fun division. You had the Bengals pulling it out in overtime <laughs> against the Vikings, uh, the Browns that should have beaten the Chiefs. Obviously, they didn't. They choke it away. And remember, they're the Browns, and then the Ravens end up blowing it to the Raiders. So, I mean. You got the teams that we thought were going to be at the top with like the Bay, uh, Ravens and Browns, and they're starting 0-1. And then the two teams you thought were going to be towards the top with the, or bottom with the Bengals and the Steelers starting it off 1-0. Yeah, the Vikings. Um, with both impressive <clears throat> wins. Yeah, yeah, it was an impressive win. I mean, really, they should have – they really should have dominated the Vikings. Like, that, that was probably one of the things I was watching. They showed a lot of that game, actually, and it just felt like, you know, oh, they really – I mean – I don't, I don't feel like the Vikings are going to be very good this year. I mean, really, I mean, I know it's week one. I won't, I won't you don't overreact to a lot of stuff, but I, I felt like, you know, you know, coming out of the preseason, I just felt like, I don't, I don't think this Vikings team is going to be very good. I mean, I feel like Mike Zimmer could be, you know, if really, if they start off tailing and start really falling off and then having some bad losses here or there. And then, but I always feel like too, it could be a 500 team. And I thought, I thought they were going to be a 500 team at that eight, eight and one. And I thought this was going to be the one tie really. They have the one tie. It looked like they were going to. It looked like they were going to. Bengals are always the team that ties. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like, I I felt like this Vikings team was going to be a perfect eight and eight or that perfect 500 team where they win games. They should have lost, but then they, you know and they lose games they should have won so i mean it's just it's one of these games so i'm curious to see what that um and hey, you gotta remember the vikings are tied for their division lead right now yeah at oh and one and you know yeah. the packers packers didn't look impressive the bears don't look impressive the uh lions the, were getting shellacked they, the lions they were getting shellacked like, but then they made this crazy yeah, crazy like, comeback like yeah. They had like I, four mercy time touchdowns somehow to yeah. make it look way better than it was. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, the AFC, it, NFC North could be a really bad division uh, going in. And um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll, we will have to wait and see with that division as well. I feel like the Packers will still come out on top, but it may be, yeah, it may be one of these like 10 and seven or nine and eight teams. Somehow they get it, you know, and really the only reason they won is because they, they won their division because they went six and zero in their division. And then you have the AFC West where everyone won. That's right. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you want to, you want to get, you want to get Super Bowl tickets already, you know? Yeah, just start just start getting the tickets already to LA in February. <laughs> no, I don't want to watch Tom Brady play me again. I'm good. But yeah, yeah. Tom Brady against Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, Tom against Teddy. <laughs> but, I mean, you, I mean that division. That, they all had pretty solid wins. The Broncos obviously took care of business against the Giants, like they were supposed to. And then you had the Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers all beating solid teams. Yeah, all being solid teams. Um, uh, Chiefs, you know, had, you know, did they come come from behind, really? I mean, we're just, they kind of let the teams get hope and then like, oh yeah, that's right, we're the Chiefs. We'll just throw a 70-yard pass to Tariq Hill uh, and then boom, you know, and then have the Browns really become the Browns, really. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah and then, you know, the Chargers, I mean, they really kind of made some mistakes, but they hunt in there. They they do have a good defense. Um and yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Herbert looked a little shaky. I, I think a, yeah. a lot of people didn't talk about, as not talk about that, but I feel like Herbert was a little bit shaky uh, that game. So we'll, we'll have but to I mean, wait and see. The Washington defense is good too. You got to give them credit. Yeah. The Washington defense is pretty good too. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, the Raiders, I mean, they they're coming back in impressive fashion and beating the Ravens. I mean, really when, and given their first loss under John Harbaugh, you know, when they were leading by 14 points or something like that, I mean, that's, that's impressive right now. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that, that was a very impressive victory and really it was a case really. I mean, they got a couple of things going their way and I mean, really it's a case of momentum. Yeah. It really was a case where it's just like their defense did not look impressive for like three quarters, but then that fourth quarter, they looked amazing. Really. I mean, that, that was the case. Yeah. And then you also have the NFC West that also didn't lose a game and all four of those teams looking really impressive winning almost in blowout fashion. Yeah, really. Uh, I, I, I mean, the 49ers thing is kind of a blowout to me, even though, yeah, they kind of, yeah, exactly. they kind of let it, I mean, they were, they were up 41, 17 with two minutes left in the game. I mean, yeah, that they really, they looked impressive. Uh, you had to sweat it a little bit for them because a couple of things went, went, didn't go their way. I wasn't sweating it. Yeah. Uh, the Rams looked impressive. They took care of business against the bears. Uh, I think the bears are going to be very bad. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, that, we all, yeah. we all know you have like the countdown to Matt Nagy getting fired on your, on yep. your fridge there. Yep. Matt Nagy first coach fired. I, I'm ready for it. Give it to me. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, uh, and yeah, the Cardinals and Seahawks all impressive victories. I mean, the Seahawks looked like they dominated that game. They, did. they really they didn't they didn't show a lot of that game on red zone right. as well. But it looks like they did dominate. I mean, really, and the Cardinals dominating the Titans. Really, I mean, it's just that was probably that was that was probably the most impressive victory for me. I think it was the Cardinals. Absolutely, so <clears throat> that's that division is going to be really fun this season. I can't wait. I think it's going to be great to see. I think I mean a lot of fun, a lot of fun games coming up this week as well. I mean, that was a really fun week one. And then uh, this week as well, you got some games to look out for as well. Can Buffalo write the ship against Miami? That's going to be interesting to see as well. Yeah. Can Buffalo kind of ride the ship? I mean, we didn't really talk about Dolphins Patriots. I mean, Dolphins really kind of, kind of snuck it out. Really. They got a couple of uh, turnovers right now. And I mean that, you know, are the Eagles for real, um, you know, Raiders, I mean, 
Raiders yeah. Steelers, I think. Raiders Steelers, you know, which team. team which team is going to look good? Um, you know, are the Panthers for real against the Saints? Was that Saints mm-hmm. victory kind of a fluke? Um, same with like Tennessee, Seattle. Tennessee, Seattle. I mean, was that kind of a fluke? I mean, you know, I mean, Cowboys Chargers is a pretty good game. I mean, really, if the Cowboys yeah. have a good offense going, I mean, they could they could do some business as well. And then, yeah, I mean, Patriots Jets, come on, baby. Patriots Jets, battle of two 0-1 NFC AFC East teams. I mean, I want that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I know, but I mean, I am excited for Chiefs Ravens this week as well. Yeah. Uh, it's the Texans for real, or was that, or was that a mirage against the, oh, against I, the I'm Browns? I'm not buying the Texans being for real first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is this a mirage? I mean, did, uh, same with the Rams and the Colts, uh, you know, I, I mean, think it's going to be, gonna be an inter- it's going to be an interesting week, uh, this week. I'm, I'm really kind of curious what, 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 uh, this week is going to show. I am too. It's going to be fun to watch. And I mean, I think you know, we'll find out maybe have some more reactions next week. Maybe also talk some MLB playoff picture as well. Cause that thing's heating up too. That thing's heating up. And uh, yeah, that uh, I, I mean, we, we get a little, um, I, I think too. Um, yeah. We have the giants clinching and then, yeah, the wildcard pitcher. I mean, really you have the Dodgers really kind of solidifying that, that first wildcard spot is really that battle for the second spot. Cause really, I mean, it's anybody's yeah. business right now. It's a really, really good uh, thing. And the same for both the AL and the NL. I'm really, really excited to talk about that. Absolutely. I think we are ready to talk about that. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of good things to talk about. Blue Jays making a run too. Uh, Yankees riding the roller coaster, it seems like. So who knows what the hell they're going to do. It is going to be a fun few weeks as we uh, get countdown to playoff time in in Major League Baseball. Yeah, you have the Yankees, you have Boston. I mean, it's just... It, yep. it really is red. I don't don't forget, Bushy. You got the Cardinals lurking around. Yeah, it feels like Cardinals one of those just lurking seasons where yep. the Cardinals somehow back their way into the last playoff spot and then somehow win the World Series. Exactly. Yeah, you've done it the, before. Yeah, the Mets three and a half back. Same with the Phillies two and a half back. I mean, and then you, yeah, you have Cincinnati, St. Louis, and San Diego really fighting for that last for that last wild card spot. So I mean, it's it really could come down to. The, the next day and really we could have a tie where we're, we're t- yeah where we're, it could be like where it could be you know the scenario in like 2018 where the Rockies had to play for the West and then play for the wild card we could have that scenario where you know these I, I don't think that's the problem I don't think I they're like the doing division that. leaders are all pretty solidified I would yeah think. the division leaders are pretty much solidified really except for maybe the uh maybe if the, maybe the Braves yeah, really the Braves and then maybe the uh, maybe the Giants if they stumble a little bit and the Dodgers get a little hot the next two weeks. It really it all depends on that. Maybe. But it pretty much, yeah, everything's kind of solidified as far as with the division lead right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to talk about. I think we're gonna do a deeper dive on MLB uh wildcard picture next week. Um, but once again, um very excited to talk a little bit more MLB coming up here next week. Yeah, yeah, and playoffs are just right around the corner. I mean, we have two weeks, basically almost two weeks left of the MLB season. I mean, two, two and a half weeks left of the MLB season. So I'm excited. We're going to have, you know, we're going to play up baseball, man. And I kind of wish they they, they kind of brought back that maybe that format that they had, you know, last year, you know, where we had like kind of 15 games and then like a best of three or something like that. So I, I, I would have liked it. I would have liked that, but obviously we're not going to get that. No. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm okay with it going back to traditional. I think the traditional is fine. As I said, I'm very excited to see it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch here. And I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm excited to see more MLB 
coming up here in the next few weeks. Yep. And then, yeah, when the college football is in full swing and then, uh, you know, I saw a tweet from Connor McGahey, you know, you know, preseason hockey starts in two weeks for the abs. I mean, hockey's just right around the corner too, baby. I mean, it's a great time. I mean, we're starting to get back to normalcy as far as with like the sports calendar. So I'm really happy about that. Absolutely. Very exciting to see it. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. And we hope you uh, will join us and share your thoughts on these first week NFL games in the comments below. And uh, also be sure to follow us on Twitter. We have live blogs going on. We have a lot of fun stuff going on on Twitter. It feels like. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, we will be tweeting, uh, you know, these coming weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. So be sure to join us for that. And then, uh, like I said, uh, hope you guys have a great time. Uh, thanks for watching our show. And be sure to like and watch all of our other episodes and uh, follow us on Twitter at SP Bushy. All right. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SP and Bushy show. This podcast was created by Sean Pooley and Stephen Bush. Intro was created by Zach DeMose. For more content, please visit our Twitter at SP Bushy and our YouTube page at Sean Pooley. We thank you again for listening. Thank you.